Stafford. Completes to Bold into the end zone. Touchdown! From WDBM East Lansing, you are listening to The Chant, an Impact exclusive. This is your source for the latest in music and sports news from Michigan State and the rest of the world. Rock and roll! Now, here are your hosts, Hikaru Kudo and Justin LaBelle. What's going on, everybody? Hi. Hikaru <laughs> Kudo, Justin LaBelle, episode 8 of The, the Chant. Chant. I didn't miss it that time. I usually miss that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness, folks, it is the middle of finals week. Justin, yeah. how are your finals going, dude? Uh, they went. <laughs> they went. I've, you... got, uh, I've got one more as of recording on this Thursday here, uh, like midday. Oh, you and then lucky one that, and little one, And then boy. one that's a final, quote-unquote. A final? But it's really just a mandatory class, and I hate it. And if you're listening to this, a Foley, I'm calling you out. <laughs> I really... <laughs> Do not enjoy the fact that I have to not leave early to come back. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, that's enough. Sorry, sorry. That's enough. That's enough, okay? Uh, Can I talk about my finals or no? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, Go for it. So me, myself, and I, it's all about me. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had one on Monday, which was fine. I aged 202. That was the worst class in the world. Fair. Um, don't take it, folks. If you have, if you need to take an IH, do not take 202. <laughs> you have to take an IH if uh, If you're taking you're an IH, take with... like a, I don't even know, like some sort of like European history, something I'm cool. I'm sure 202 is at least a good course. Anyways. You probably then, got your money's worth Then I got Journal 108 tomorrow as a recording, so Thursday morning at 7.45 in the freaking morning. Did you say journalism? Or journalism, Journal, journal 108. Journal 108, Journalism 108. That's how oh, J-R-N, sure. not yeah. German. Got it. Okay. I, I'm a journalism man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe but, you need to hey, translate. Hey, I'm leaving town tomorrow. I'm dumping a bunch of uh, server stuff online so I can work on it remotely. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on, folks, but it is. we're heading into summer. We're heading into um, summer. I, I'm stressed about, you know, trying to still find a job slash internship slash whatever the heck, but... I'm stressed about woo! my job trying to just contact me back at this point. Paperwork is fun, and apparently they have a lot of it just in waiting right Folks, now. Folks, we are all stressed <laughs> about a bunch of stuff. There's a lot of stress going on. Uh, there's a couple the... things I want to do before we start the show off, though. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? A... First off, folks, this will be our last episode of this semester-esque yeah. thing. We're going to be taking summer hiatus. Sad face. Uh, maybe if Justin and I meet up at some point or decide to come back to East Lansing for, you know, fun and giggles. Yeah, um, or if we end up coming back a little bit earlier. Or whatever the situation may be. Scheduled. Even over the summer, even yeah. if it's just on Facebook Live, we'll let you guys know. Remember, uh, Twitter and Facebook. Twitter at the chant underscore WDBM. Facebook, facebook.com uh, slash thechant.wdbm. Yeah. We'll let you guys keep updated on that. That's A. B, Mr. LaBelle, I uh, heard from a little someone that is your birthday, so <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, sir. Hopefully, uh, May 1st, 2019 will forever be ingrained uh, because we set it on, uh, you know, on a recording slash yeah. uh, live, and uh, it'll, you know, forever be out there for the world to hear. Yeah. No, it's uh, happy birthday, Dad. It's, uh, it's been quite a good time having you around here. Do I remember your age? No. Do I need to? Probably not. No. But no. Uh, you're one of the more the most hardworking people I know, and uh, I love you to death. Thank you for just supporting me with all this stuff, especially this podcast. Yeah, we do uh, appreciate. Was, we do appreciate weird. it. This was a weird <laughs> endeavor for me. But and, uh, fun fact: Did you know my dad shares the anniversary of the first SpongeBob episode ever aired? 
No, your dad's cooler than SpongeBob. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I tend to agree. However, it's a nice little fun fact. Fair. I almost was going to call him about that and be like, oh, hey, happy birthday. Did you know that your birthday is well, fall? Did you, did you also know today, well, in Japan it was yesterday, I guess, but today marks the new era in Japan, my home country. Ooh. It is now the Reiwa era. The Heisei period is now over. Um, huh. Basically, what it is is uh, Emperor or the past Emperor abdicated, and Emperor oh. Naruhito, which was his son, okay, which uh, over the uh, the hierarchy, uh, is now officially the new Emperor of Japan. Oh wow! And due to that, after every um, Emperor in Japan, it changes an era. So we yeah. still use the same calendar, but technically, it is now considered Reiwa. First year in I'm, Japan. I'm kind of surprised. I thought Japan was the more like democratically. No, they are. They are. It's the just two. more. It's it's more of a so. But for formal documents like your driver's license stuff, it doesn't say 2019. It says Reiwa One or you know Heisei 12 or whatever the year. So I was born in oh. Heisei 13, I believe, if I recall correctly, 13 or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah, something like that. Oh, so they measure that by the years that the emperor the emperor's was been power. reigning. Correct. Wow. And legal documents and stuff, we still address as twenty. You know, so it's like it's a back and forth. It's a, but just wanted to mention that, yeah, um, whoa, because it's a it's a special moment for a lot of Japanese people, including myself. It uh, looks like it's a special moment all around today, especially because the era has changed. It is officially not the era that I was born in, which makes me Yikes. feel really old, <laughs> and probably for my parents because he, they were born in the Showa era, which was before that. So, oh, no. yeah, they're probably feeling very old. But anyways, a lot of... Uh, Hi, Hikaru's mom and dad. Sorry that they had to drop the age bomb on you today. But Hey, uh, mom, dad, I'm coming home tomorrow. Please, please let me in the house. Please, please, let me in the house. please unlock your doors. Yes. <laughs> well, it seems I like you. it's a really special day going it, on for Hikaru, it, myself, and for meme lords everywhere with Spongebob. Yeah, besides, so, besides the fact that it's still finals week here at Michigan State, I know like Oakland is done, and yeah. I don't know about Michigan, but like a bunch of schools are done, a bunch of schools going on. High school yeah. kids are like, I want to get out of school already. Well, you guys can wait, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, turn. we got a show to do. That we do. We, we got took a quite show a bit to do. On the intro here. Uh, I, it's fitting because it's yeah. the last one before we hit the. We summer. gotta catch up with everyone before but we get. But we on got going. a show to do. Um, episode eight of the chant. You know, if you guys want to know how on top of things I am on this week, uh, we I literally we created this new side. new document like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> so there's like no notes on this. We're running this on the fly. How on top of this are we? We are off to the side. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So today, Google Spinner has determined m -m 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 music will go first. M -m 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 that's that's copyrighted. So in a second, in, in in a second, Mr. Uh, Justin LaBelle will be uh, starting things off with some. Uh, uh, all I have to say is some news. Yeah, some, <laughs> uh, some very interesting news if you're a fan of either of the two bands that are going to be listed or just a fan of tea. Like, just juicy drama, juicy tea. There we are. Fair, fair enough. But So, but we'll that, so that'll that happen. But anyways, after that. What are you up to, Akaru? My first sports thing, my Bob thing, my Bob thing there you go um <laughs> that's what we're gonna talk about formula one again because formula uh, uh we haven't talked about it in a couple weeks the as uh azerbaijan grand prix occurred this past sunday uh oh, wow. uh i could have watched it early excuse me at 8 10 in the morning the night <laughs> no. before though i was up till like two o'clock working on stuff so oh, that's long cute. story short it just <laughs> didn't happen but i did watch like the last 20 laps of the race so 
Um, and then, you know, rewatched it later. So yeah. it, it happened. But anyways, uh, I'll talk about the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, Formula One, what it means, what's going on, what I think, my thoughts, my feelings moving into the summer time. Mm-hmm. All hmm. of that coming up in a few minutes after your first topic. But then afterwards, awesome. w- uh, you got, what, Woodstock 50, right? Yep. As uh, as hinted at. Uh, Which is, uh, by the way, kind of episode kinda title huge Shira impact, too. Yeah. Very, very large in the fact of. We might be seeing another fire festival scale event happening, Uh-oh. and it is Uh-oh. fantastic and also terrifying, especially because of all the memes and jokes that have been made about it. Woodstock 50, its fate is up in the air right now. No one seems to know for sure what's about to happen, and currently I'm awaiting on an update to see what in the world's happening <laughs> with this event because I- there have been so many conflicting reports, and we are going to go through each and every one from them today about that i'm excited about that too me too (laughs) and to round out the stuff since i did talk about nba playoffs last week i decided i want to go back to the tigers let's give a quick tigers update i'm heading out to the game on may 4th may the 4th be with you folks oh is may 4th the tigers game yeah uh there's a yep against (laughs) the royals so we'll talk about some tigers action in the past week what's to Mm -hmm. see forehand they're in the they're at philly right now uh, and then a little bit preview about the Kansas City Royals matchup as well. So that'll do it for our show today. But awesome. We haven't ended yet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that'll do it for our rundown today. That's going to be it, apparently. Everyone, peace out. All right, peace out. I'm going home. Okay. No, anyways. So to top off our show, Justin. All right. So what kind of trouble can we get into today oh, is going to be the definite question here because... <laughs> A fellow Impact artist who we've played quite a bit on this station, Churches, uh, is calling out their fellow collaborator, Marshmallow, especially this past couple days here. The two artists who are, like I said, an Impact staple around here have just worked together on a recently released Marshmallow track called Here With Me. It's received a lot of really good success going forward, and it's one of the bigger church's tracks that i know of that has come out to date especially with just the power that marshmallow's name has in today's media Mm -hmm. uh but however it's not all is kind between the artists at this point because churches has called out marshmallow for working with on a track with controversial artists chris brown and tyga uh which was the single funny story literally following the church's track that dropped uh, Marshmallow dropped the Here With Me song, which is the church's collaborative track, and then right after announced his project for Marshmallow's Mellow Made It Right. You know, like Mike Will Made It, the whole thing. Ha ha ha, funny. But the first track that was dropping off of said collaborative project for Mellow Made It Right was a song called Light It Up by Chris, featuring Chris Brown and Tyga. And... <laughs> Needless to say, churches did not enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a response on their social media pages, they wrote, We are really upset, confused, and disappointed with Marshmallow's choice. Going on to say, We like and respect Marshmallow as a person, but working with people who are known predators and abusers enables, excuses, and tacitly endorses that behavior. That is not something we can or will stand behind. And uh, which is a re- uh, which is which is a reaction. Let me let me butt in. It here is it is a reaction. No no no. But which is a reaction that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's nothing crazy out of the ordinary. You know. Yeah, and it's not something we haven't seen before, especially in terms of Chris Brown himself. Uh, Little Dicky, we talked about we, him last week yeah. with uh, Earth 
and that whole thing. We also mentioned in that episode as well, but Chris Brown and Lil Dicky had a song called Freaky Friday that parodied, you know, like the famous Disney property, Freaky Friday, Mm -hmm. and uh, started going on about the whole body swapping thing. It was was an all right song, good music video. It's it's the same controversy that it's essentially that's surrounding... You know, Marshmallow yeah. situation. Ev- everyone who was jumping on Lil Dicky for collaborating with Marshmallow is basically coming back on the side of churches at this point because it's Chris Brown we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, well, I, and Tyga. I, I Tyga's it, been in a little bit of uh, freaky waters. Tyga has been, but not to the same extent as Chris Brown. So are more are more people upset about Chris Brown then? I think so, and we're going to follow up as to why they're more upset with Chris Brown. Uh, okay, very I kinda, soon I, here. But okay. for those of you who don't know, a lot of Chris Brown lately in the media has been uh, ab- abuse, basically domestic abuse, uh, which is a topic I won't cover in too much detail, just for the sake of uh, not meaning to trigger anyone or anything like that. Don't mean to bring up any sort of like experience with Anyways. that at all. But uh, Rihanna was one of the biggest cases with that coming up in his past. Uh, very recently, while in, I forget what country, but it was somewhere off in Europe or somewhere, he was also accused of another domestic violence case, which he was cleared of and then made shirts about and sold, saying that be lying. B being the mm-hmm. expletive I can't say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so needless to say, Chris Brown has a little bit of a baggage on his name currently in the media. Tyga was one of the first ones to respond to churches uh, to get back to where we were uh, and responded with just a comment, just a simple comment, nothing really super out there, not an official statement. But he followed up with that post saying, we are all God's children. Everyone makes mistakes. No one's perfect. Let's keep the energy positive, which is a very nice message. Tyga, again, receiving very less of the backlash at this point. Yeah. Uh, his whole thing with Kylie Jenner. But he's also not making t-shirts that says, you know, that be lying. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not doing anything like that. <laughs> so, In fact, Tyga's actually made a pretty good career jump at this point. He mm-hmm. started making a lot more music at this point uh, that has received a lot of success. Uh, Taste was probably one of the bigger ones that have come out recently. Uh, is, and that one track that he did with Nicki Minaj, though, I, I think it's Dip or whatever it was. I forget. It. But it, a lot of like club bangers and stuff. He's men on the comeback here from his controversy, and uh, a lot of people seem to be agreeing with that a lot more because he's acknowledged it, has moved forward, and said, look, that's all I can do. I can't put my past all the way back there, or I can't erase it, so the best I can do is move forward. Chris Brown has a different idea. Chris Brown, being the brilliant human he is, commented in all caps, you know, like an intelligent oh, person, goodness. bunch of losers. These are the type of people I wish walked in front of a speeding bus full of mental patients. Keep groveling over your own insecurities and hatred. Going back to the all caps for a second. I'm black and proud, and I know it hurts that you guys are struggling with life or peace, so you are forced to see my success. You aren't even number two. Parentheses. Remember, second place only means you lost first. No close parentheses, by the way. That, that that parentheses is just open. Ta-ta, good day, peasants. 
And I think that has to go for the most you miss the point <laughs> statements of 2019. Chris Brown, what? <laughs> what? That, Dude, that's the most. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to crown Chris Brown as the current holder of the you miss the point trophy in 2019. Dude, here at come the chance. So good job, Chris Brown. You did it. Dude. <laughs> you did it. Good job. I have. I'm so I, proud I, of you. <laughs> really? That's that's your response, Chris Brown? That, that is the that's response. That's your response? And that was also in a comment like Tyga did as well. So it wasn't like a public statement at all. Oh, my gosh. It was really kind of made public when all the media outlets started to get to it. And it was like, oh, hey, Chris Brown started talking about it. Uh... <laughs> anyway, so enough so of he, that. So he, uh, so he missed the point, clearly. Um Starts going on about it and making it like a race issue because uh, churches is a famously like Scottish um, Scottish band, mm. uh, and Chris Brown obviously an American. Uh, so 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 let American me ask you this: what in the today's society, today's climate, a lot of people would argue that is a tough situation to be in at this point. But he somehow made it a point so that way his success and being black in America now have sort of conjoin themselves to avoid the domestic abuse thing. Well, that's why that's that's why that's why I'm not even going to throw my thoughts out of this comment. This is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, this it's, is just ridiculous. So, so my question for you now is You know you've lost when you put good day peasants at the end of your argument. <laughs> well, first off, he wrote ta ta good day peasants. <laughs> that's <laughs> for, for the for the sake of our show. I can't. For the sake of our show, and for the sake of, I still don't know how to respond to that because I'm still like not comprehending why he responded that way. For this, what the heck did churches say to this? So, churches have yet to comment on the response specifically. Um, they ended up going on later to clarify in Texas their intent about why they wanted to highlight something like this. But the front woman Lauren Mayberry has been taking it quite personally. Uh, especially with the response from Chris Brown's fans. Uh, she's taken to social media to highlight that some of, fan, some of the fans of Chris Brown uh, were now attacking the band and her personally online. Uh, she posted a couple of screenshots on her Instagram recently and captioned, Angry men on the internet can call me all the names they want. I still think domestic abuse is wrong. You get, you get it, Lauren. You get it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it was specifically men, uh, their identities were scribbled out for the sake of no, not all the church's okay. fans attacking them at all. So I can't say on the validity of that statement. But but, but you're telling me. But, but it's still a good response bag. It's but, like a ha-ha, you can't get to me sort of thing. But the story right? doesn't end there. Oh, it does not end there. Not at all. Uh, threats have now gotten to the point where churches, while being on tour in the U.S. recently, uh, the lead singer now feels she can't even stay in her own home after the tour ends because the threats escalated to that level. Oh, come um, on. Come on. Let's be civil, people. Yeah. Police have started to come on to the shows as to dissuade violence against the group. And uh, during their Texas show recently, they clarified their intent with calling out Mello and Brown, uh, saying, quote, we weren't deciding to pick on Chris for the sake of it. I was like, quote, I don't know. Maybe domestic abuse might be wrong. And now I have, and now I'm going to have to invest in some bulletproof tutus because apparently that does not sit well with the breezy fans. See, I don't understand why she has to make this comment. Uh, she she doesn't. And no, but th be... that that's domestic abuse is wrong. She just said 
to, you know, yeah. make sure that her statement is out there. Well, that's that that's I don't the support thing. it. That's the thing. Yes. And she has a very good point. Very good point. Talking about the opposition here for a second, Breezy, uh, Chris Brown's fans, they believe sort of from the best I can gather, getting into the head of one of them, they believe that ev- people just keep bringing this up over and over again and that it might be just time to put it past them. It's uh, one of those things. It's like where Tyga comes on up, it's like, I can't fix any of that. It's time for me to move well, can on. I, can I give you an answer? Can I give you an answer here? Uh, you can definitely give me an answer. I'm just trying to get into the head of a Chris Brown fan yeah, at this point. Well, yes. No, I... No, I, I think they believe that it's like, you know, even though he does it, they can, he can he's a better person. He learned from, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But when it's repetitive, when, when it's constantly going, and when your response is that, mm-hmm. that, no. Yeah. When, when a person learns, it's not that. Especially to a band like Churches, because they're not super mainstream. No. Uh, and even in some of their statements, they not not like considered the, themselves it, a part of the mainstream. It's not like the Taylor Swift, um, Kim Kardashian, you know, rival stuff that they kind of, you know, talk crap about each other. But it's like, yeah, are I thought they that really? Was Katy Perry. Katy Perry too. That's what. It was, yeah. Well, is it is it Katy Perry? I thought it was both. I no, I thought her and Kim have something going on too. I it might be her her and Kanye because of that whole. No, it was her and Kim and Kanye because of the uh, because of the music video me. The oh. new song "Me" came out. Yeah, no, it's like about a bunch, me. And right, and Brenda Yuri was in it. And Brenda Yuri like fake proposed to Taylor, and she said no. So then fans are speculating about like, is Taylor actually engaged to her boyfriend right now? And blah 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 stuff yeah, like that. But anyways, more off topic. I, but the but the, yeah. but the point, but the point is, it's not. That, that's just diving. You know what I mean? It's that, a fun that's music just video. that's just you know like I I want to say like a friendly rivalry maybe, but like you know what I mean? Just like a thing against each other versus this yeah. is a completely different story, man. Yeah, no. This right, is... this is like basically criminal actions that you're saying he's doing multitude of times, and people are standing yeah. up for him because he's, you know, he's gotten better. When from all aspects that you can see, yeah, it's, it hasn't. There's not a whole lot happening on that front there to show that there's any sort of improvement, which is why I am, again, still giving my award for the you missed the point trophy for the chant of 2019 here to Chris Brown, unless something else just crazy happens because that it just doesn't make sense to me how someone can defend chris brown at this point especially with such a history of abuse there and a history of keeping on doing this especially recently like i'm talking probably a couple months ago maybe even late 2018 to wrap this up Mello's new song, Light It Up, featuring Chris Brown and Tyga, is available now to stream everywhere if you want to do so. I listen to it. I personally enjoy the track, though I'm better about separating the track from the artists themselves. I know. So, I mean, it dep- it de- folks, yeah. it depends on what, it, what you personally believe in. That's, yeah. We're just going to leave it. If you can't separate Chris Brown from the controversy to listen to the song and give it like a good listen from like a critically music standpoint, I wouldn't recommend this song. But uh, if you can, then it might be an enjoyable experience, even though Chris Brown is, has been awarded our D-bag of the day. Sure. Uh, and Churches right now is on tour and is currently going to Chicago as of May, May 2nd. I don't think they had a Michigan day here recently, though. <laughs> so, folks, that's that chaos. That's, that's going to be where we leave that because uh, good God. 
Can we talk about sports now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's lighten the mood. We'll go with sports. So to lighten the mood up, many of you folks know that I'm a big Formula One nerd. Yes. Um, before you ask me why I decided to talk about this and not other stuff going on in mainstream states like, you know, the NBA playoffs with all that and Steph Curry, you know, drilling a three, like no big deal after, mm-hmm. you know. His injuries and stuff. Um, no, I just decided <laughs> to go on this because I'm like, hey, it's a, it's the last one, you know, it's the last one for a while. So, okay, so bear with me here. We're going to talk about Tigers later. But, anyways, Azerbaijan Grand Prix occurred this past Sunday at the Baku City Circuit. Ooh, and you know, the like European the Hemisphere stuff. Valtteri Bottas of Mercedes came on top of Lewis Hamilton, but brought hey. a second win on the season with a final time of hour thirty one minutes fifty two point nine four two seconds. Maintain its lead ahead of Lewis Hamilton for the win, also in the lead for the champions, uh, or the drivers' championship right now. After that race, Lewis Hamilton Mercedes, who won both the Chinese and Bahrain Grand Prix, and trying to get his third one in a row for the podium, or I should say, the first place podium finish, could not do it. Could not pass by uh, Valtteri Bottas. Had yeah. a couple opportunities uh, over the straight, especially towards the later halves, like the last three uh, laps or so. Oh, it geez. was so DRS. Was it just a matter of not cutting a corner? Too? Oh Super no, he just Botas was basically he was just playing defensive, you know, racing, and he was cutting yeah. the line off basically. Um, and Hamilton just couldn't get around to it. Um, looking at what they did post, you know, post uh, post game, just by you know their uh, composure and everything, Hamilton yeah. was definitely frustrated with himself. Um, but Botas definitely he had a little a little grin um, that he was uh, <laughs> you know he was happy and uh, especially because a year ago. Uh, a couple laps to go, his tire punctured on him oh, and could not geez. did not finish the race. No, no, correct. They he did not finish the race. Uh, very pissed off about that. So yeah. a year later, to be was able, he all right? Did he suffer? Uh, any everything was fine. He didn't suffer injuries or anything, but he was in the lead with literally like two laps to go, and he screwed up. So well, not even screwed up. It was a mechanical failure. It was determined to be a mechanical failure. Tire just blew up on him. Um, in third was Ferrari Sebastian Vettel. Uh, eleven point seven three nine seconds. Uh, behind. Botas Hamilton, by the way, was one point five two four seconds behind, so he wasn't too far behind. Yeah, not uh, Botas far. saw Hamilton in his back mirror for like the past the last three laps. Oh God, just <laughs> that give me a panic attack going forward. Crack. It's just like, oh my God, he could pass me. Oh, he's coming up. It's like it's over. <laughs> Max Verstappen for Red Bull Honda yet again finishes in fourth place, seventeen point four nine three seconds behind. Grabs twelve points for the day. I, I yeah, I was gonna say he's definitely like secured that fourth spot right now <laughs> and charles leclerc ferrari see i mean you you we, we, you're the top five you kind of know now uh 69.107 seconds yeah. behind botas 11 points for under his belt for the race um yeah basically the from the top to down to bottom so it's to mercedes mercedes ferrari red bull ferrari which have we literally been seeing so far of every single dang race this season yeah because ferrari has been struggling Another circuit that Ferrari was expected to do well, especially in Azerbaijan, because it's the first city circuit of the season. Yeah. And basically what a city circuit is, is that they literally set up walls in the city. They use physical roads in the city, and they just say, yeah. this is a circuit. Think of when Is that uh, sort of similar to like the Belle Isle circuit that they do here? Kind of. But Belle Isle is a... Belle Isle is like, you know, an island and they just kind of set barriers around. So when you go to Belle Isle, you can see the tracks, but like there's no cars going on on a day to day basis. Yeah, so it's like, it's back when they did the Detroit Grand Prix. Back when Detroit Grand Prix was a thing with, I believe, the the, uh, IndyCar series. Oh, really? It went to Belle Isle. Before that, it was in in Detroit. Back in those days, that's when um, 
they literally set up barriers and stuff. Oh God! The I, reason I can't why I even navigate the Detroit roads myself at no. this point. How can and they're they're that? tight. They're tight. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk really tight, you go to the Tokyo, uh, the Japanese Grand Prix. No, no, and, I don't. And, even and Tokyo, that's try that, that. that's a tight one too in the city. But anyways, the point being, it, it was a city circuit which changes your uh, strategy. Yeah. Because no longer your width of the you know the the drive I should say or the asphalt, you know, isn't as wide as a circuit. You know, isn't as wide as China, isn't as wide as Australia. So henceforth, you have to change your strategy, and that's why you're going to get a lot of crashes, which we did get a handful of crashes. We got four did not finishes. They did not finish. They retired throughout the game. Oh, wow. Daniel Ricciardo over null. Uh, this, was, this one was interesting. Yeah, literally. So uh, Daniel Kivats of Toro Rosso Honda, he was stopped. Okay. And Ricardo was up. There's another litter- Honda team? Hold on. Wait. Okay. There's another Honda team. Red Bull. Uh, Red Bull. Okay, so let me let me give you quick story, okay? Quick history time, I guess. We'll go we'll go quick Okay. Um, so real quickly. So Red Bull, when they came into Formula One racing, yeah. obviously they have their primary Red Bull racing team, right? Mm-hmm. Um and it's so Aston Martin uh Red Bull Racing. That's officially their name. Yeah. Uh, but for the uh, for, for for a while, their engines were provided by Renault. Okay. Um, so now when they get the got you know did the Honda contract, now it's officially Honda. Now Toro Rosso, which is their secondary team, they bought a secondary team because Red Bull's literally rich with money when it comes to that's fair. You know, sports. So Toro Rosso is their secondary team. The idea is that they have two teams on in Formula One. Red Bull Racing, which is their primary team, and their second tier team, Toro Rosso, is how they develop people, racers, or drivers, I should say, oh. that have the caliber of racing in Formula One. Okay. But aren't good enough to get close to podium finishes. Oh, okay. That's why when Pierre Gasly got upgraded from Toro Rosso to Red Bull last year, it was a big talk because it went back and forth as is Gasly ready to go and race does that sort of thing happen also for like the uh the mercedes drivers that we were talking about earlier well, the ferrari guys so, are those two separate teams or are they the same team with two different drivers so so, so formula one there are 10 teams yeah. okay every team is consisted of two drivers so there are oh, 20 God. drivers on okay. the circuit of all times unless one of them retires for a mechanical failure or a crash okay yeah no sorry i just wanted to Clarify that. I know that was so. Hansworth, there bit. were four guys who retired, which means only sixteen drivers finished. Okay. Daniel Ricardo, of Renault. Daniel Kivat to Toro Rosso. Rome, uh, Romain Grosjean, of. Uh, gosh, I can't remember. I feel like I need Haas. to get you some tissues with these names, man. And Pierre Gasly of Red Bull. Now, Pierre Gasly was a well, actually, so we'll go back to Ricardo real quick. So, Ricardo and Kivat, they were stuck in a corner, and it was weird. Ricardo backed up and ran into Kivat, and therefore, <laughs> and that's how they both retired. You're telling me he Austin Powers them? <laughs> Basically. So, that's what happened. And Gasly, Gasly was doing great until he had a mechanical failure. Um, he was doing failures. great. Um, Max Verstappen also, by the way, did start in the pits because they did get a uh, a pit lane penalty during uh, qualifiers. Oh, so no. he went all the way from the pit and worked his way back to the fourth. That's really good. So uh, to show how good he is. But Pierre Gasly was doing good, too. He was back in, I think it was in sixth place when he uh, re- retired out due to mechanical failure. Um, and 
real quickly on Red Bull Honda, uh, the reason why, suspected reason for the mechanical failure is Honda threw another new engine in there. After the Chinese Grand Prix, they said, uh -huh. we got a new engine ready to go, so they slapped it in there for both, for both of their racers, and that's supposedly set to be the mechanical failure issue. Yeah. No confirmation yet as far as I've seen. Maybe I missed something. I would assume still, they did still like getting extensive reports. testing on that. Right? Correct. Um, you're allowed to have three new engines per season. Okay. Anything over three new engines, it's a it's a it's an uh, penalty. That's its automatic uh, pit lane penalty, I believe. Um, and uh, at least for qualifiers, I believe that's what happens. But um, but uh, excuse me. But uh, but Max Verstappen, Pierre Gasly, are both supporting the Honda's uh direction of doing that because they want to, the Honda wants to continue improving, especially how well Max has been doing. Yeah, getting the fourth place, uh, finish there. Uh, now with that being said, again, Pierre Gasly, uh. He he did have that pit lane start for himself as well, um. But Gasly, I think he he is, needs to be given credit for what he's done. Um, a lot of people have said that Gasly was not going to be a great second second driver to Max Verstappen going into the season. And so far, what I'm talking, I hope many of you guys folks can you know tell that he has been getting those rests. More importantly, he has been getting those points. Getting into the top ten of the grid, he was in the top ten of the grid um, prior to his, uh, you know, uh, his mechanical failure uh, during the race. Uh, again, four retirements total in this race, a lot. Which in Azerbaijan, it's it's a lot, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. Yeah, because of how either. tight the circuits at uh, circuits are. You got the city portion of the race, you got the castle portion of the race, they call it, because they go straight through the castle. Yeah. Pretty circuit. Really pretty circuit, by the way. Um, but those were the results of the race. Um, I think, A, Botas did a great job after gaining the read to maintaining the lead. Um, he was playing comfortable. Uh, and biggest thing for him, he got revenge from last year. Ooh. Uh, he got revenge from last year on this circuit when he didn't finish. Um, and was able to finish this year, get those 25 points, and get back on the lead for the Drivers' Championship. Um, oh, well, good on them, man. And I think that's I think that, I think that's the biggest takeaway for uh, Botas. And while for for Lewis Hamilton, meanwhile, he he dropped a second uh, with 86 points, just a point behind Valtteri Botas. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, you know, obviously many folks know who Lewis Hamilton is. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm kind of tired of Hamilton winning every single damn race. Um, so <laughs> that that sounded honest. <laughs> so uh, even though it's another Mercedes that's going through, Ferrari, it's been a disappointing season for them. Um, Sebastian Vettel and Charles Leclerc kind of been going back and forth in that third place position. Um, if they need, they, they got to fix up their strategy. Um, their strategy for this race was horrible, is all I can say. Um, executed. Bad. This should have been a one-two for them or a one-three for them. Instead, it was a three and nothing. Yeah. Um, and you could tell by Vettel's face when he was on the podium how disappointed he was. Um, so Ferrari really does need to step up. Um, for Red Bull Racing Honda and Max Verstappen against in the fourth place finish. Uh, for Max Verstappen, the next step is getting that podium finish. Mm -hmm. Um, he's been consistently be able to get in the in, in the top four mm -hmm. so far this season, which is great for Max. He, now he needs to push himself. Yeah. Um. And I think part of it that's that's the reason why Honda is striving to get that better engine in for Red Bull. Yeah. And I think that technical failure in the pit lane, uh, 
thing penalty that happened earlier probably screwed him up a lot more. We probably could have seen Max Verstappen in third if but, not see, given here's those the circumstances. Thing. Here's the thing. Max is okay with that pit penalty just because he knows how strong the engines are. Yeah. And he knows how strong the engineers are working to help him out. Um, So I think, I think for Max, it's just going to be as we get further into the season, we're going to see improvement for Max. He's not going to mm-hmm. stay at that fourth place position. Charles Leclerc has been an up and down season for him for Ferrari, currently fifth in the um, the Drivers' Championship at 47 points, four points behind Max Verstappen. On a good pace for him still. Yeah. But he needs to do better. He needs to do better. He needs to get back on track. He needs to showcase his team why he got bumped up mm-hmm. to Ferrari, why he is a secondary driver for uh, Ferrari. Um, and again, um, the last guy I'll touch on real quickly is uh, Pierre Gasly. He has 13 points under his belt. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't get any points Yeah. Uh, that race. But for Gasly, um, I'm very surprised by how well he's been racing this year um, and how well he's been executed. Uh, like I said, uh, in the Chinese Grand Prix, he covered for Max Verstappen when he was pitting. Um, and really playing that secondary driver role. I think for Pierre Gasly right now, his focus should be getting higher into uh, into the top 10, grabbing some points for himself um, and helping his teammate out. Because not only do you have the driver's championship, but then you also have uh, the uh, the constructor's standings, which right now, with no surprise whatsoever, is Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull racing in the top three. Yeah. Just because who's been finishing... Um, and to show you the dominance of the top three and basically the dominance of Mercedes as well, Mercedes currently has 173 points after the Azerbaijan. Ferrari, 74 points behind them, 99 points for their belt. Oh, wow. So it is, has been dominant Mercedes. It's not even Mercedes-Ferrari this season so far. It's all Mercedes right now. And then in third is Red Bull Racing Honda with 64 points, which shows, again, I want to stress this. I can't <laughs> stress this enough. Red Bull made the right choice when signing Honda. Yeah. I cannot stress this enough. And the reason why they knew it was going to be a right choice is because their success with Toro Rosso the year prior to it. Yeah. And that's the reason why they're doing successfully well. Yeah, not to mention Red Bull has money coming from everywhere so they can invest in Honda, make them, have them develop an even better tech than they did under their previous company, their previous partnership. That was Renault with uh, Renault. And Renault... With McLaren, no, they've been struggling to finish all season long, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, again, that's that's another and reason why they they, they finally that they're missing. <laughs> I mean, McLaren from McLaren, uh, they got seven eighth this race for Carl All Saints Jr. and uh, Landon Norris, which is a good finish for them considering the fact that they have retired in the past races. Um, expect them. I'm I'm excited to see what they can do for uh, McLaren. Yeah. Um. Me too. Um. But McLaren are again using the Renault engines now, um, and and re- real quickly the other other one I want to talk about again for Toro Rosso is Alexander Albon. He got eleventh, just missed the point. But Alexander Albon, another good guy who's going through, um, and Pierre Gasly again. I'm not worried about him yet, but Albon could be another secondary driver coming up in a couple next few years, um, if Gasly goes down or Verstappen goes down. I I don't expect them to go down as well, but uh, Albon is doing a great job right now trying to get into the uh, the mid. Trying to fight through the mid to get those ten ninety plays to get a couple points for himself. Well, good on him, man. But this has it sounds oh, like Red Bull Honda's got a lot of prospects coming. But up, but man. but yes, Red Bull Honda for me, for me, my focus all season has been Red Bull Honda, um, partially because I you know I do follow them more than other teams, but really because the reason why I do follow them more is because they are striving more, 
if you look at all the teams right now, I think Red Bull Honda is the one that's being dominant right now. Surprise, uh, believe it or not. Because, yes, Mercedes is still as first and Ferrari's as second, but I think Red Bull Honda is making that mark into third place, which they always have. Yeah. But now it's more significantly now than the past, or the past couple of years, I should say. Um, moving on more, Spanish Grand Prix. Grand Prix. In <laughs> Grand Prix. Barcelona. Circuit de Barcelona, Catalunya. Beautiful. Sunday, May 12, 9, 10 a.m. Eastern Day. Time ESPN two folks. I know I will be watching that. You're gonna be up to watch that this time. Well, it'll be nine ten in the morning. Oh, okay, that's better. But, than but this time I'll be up because I'll be family and stuff. I'll be watching yeah. it. My dad loves Formula One. My brother loves Formula One. Probably a lot more well rested. We're, we're gonna we're gonna watch it. I'm gonna try to punch out a preview article as well <laughs> on uh, impact89fm.org/sports. So keep an eye out on that Hashtag for that. But Formula plug. One season it'll continue over the summer. Hopefully I'll be able to bring you guys coverage. Come back. I'm currently planning on a trip to Texas. For Ooh. the uh, U.S. Grand Prix well, this year, that. keep you folks updated on that, and hopefully, uh, I can go there and get some nice coverage of some Grand Prix yeah. stuff. Um, and maybe we'll and maybe we'll keep them updated on the chant as well. Maybe little, May, just maybe, little just, just maybe. A little just update just stories. Maybe. Just maybe, but yeah. henceforth, uh, henceforth from like from it. from Grand Prix. Uh, we're gonna go into from Grand Prix to Grand Disappointment. Grand Disappointment, uh, but I, or Grand I, Confusion. I guess grand Confusion is the right way because you know what? I was excited for Woodstock 15. Now I have no clue what the heck's going yeah. on. Can somebody tell me what Woodstock 50 is doing? <laughs> Can anybody tell me? Because no one else seems to know. Audience, do you know what where Woodstock 50 is? I'm gonna turn this into a Dora episode. Uh, <laughs> The 50th anniversary of Woodstock is coming up upon us. The festival is supposed to be resurrected in honor of its 50th anniversary. And everyone was super excited about it. And then out of nowhere, it was canceled. Or so we think. Or so we think. Yes. Yeah. Or is the festival canceled? That's why I'm saying we're probably going to see an event the likes of fire festival coming on up here very soon no in terms of just grand confusion and not necessarily so why you know, can't why can't conditions. just woodstock 50 happen so the festival according to the company funding the festival called densu aegis network which is a, a japanese company i believe at uh, this Ooh, point I'm, I'm gonna look that up uh, yeah look that up <laughs> fact check me fact check me but i'm pretty sure they're a japanese uh promotion company that's funding the festival here uh they confirmed a cancellation in a statement that saying quote despite our tremendous investment of time effort and commitment we don't believe the production of the festival can be executed as an event worthy of the woodstock brand name while also ensuring the health and safety of the artists partners and attendees okay so i'm gonna comment on that in a second okay first Dentsu Aegis Network is their headquarters is in London, but their parent organization, Dentsu Incorporated, is a Japanese company based off of Minato uh, Tokyo, Japan. So they're so, a subsidiary. Though. Correct. So their parent company, excuse me, is Japanese, but I believe the subsidiary, since it's based off of London, it's working as an you know a UK company slash with Japanese okay. whatever. But yeah, to comment on that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a half-hearted excuse, especially when you I see mean, the I likes mean, of Coachella where everyone's just doing drugs the entire it's, day. It's, it's, it's a PR. <laughs> it's like it's literally one of those PR things to be like, due to the circumstances we have, and we're not going to release any information onto it, we're not going to do, yeah. do, do this, you know stuff. And I'm like, 
dude, come on. I mean, people have been waiting for Woodstock 50 to occur. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for Woodstock 50 to occur. You've been waiting for Woodstock 50 to occur. The Absolutely. entire impact has been waiting for Woodstock 50 to occur. And we're going to get into, like, some of the controversial, to say the least, set lists in a moment of who's playing what days, because that also has drawn in quite a bit of confusion as to what in the world are you doing. All right. But, uh... They continued their statement with, as a result, and after careful consideration, Dentsu Aegis Networks, Amplify Live, a partner of Woodstock 50, has decided to cancel the festival. And that's where we had it as of April 29th at 107 EDT. Uh, News of the cancellation came after a bunch of rumors started spreading that it would be canceled when the ticket sale dates were postponed. It was postponed Hmm. on... I believe it was the 19th they ended up saying. And they gave like sort of a statement on that uh, way back when that happened. But then it also ended up getting postponed on the 22nd, which was Earth Day, with no real statement at all, just the fact that it was delayed. So among all these delay rumors and no one being able to get their tickets, a lot of fans thought, oh, yeah, they're... Uh, they're just going to cancel this festival. It's going to be over, and that was going to be the end, of, uh, the end of that, and that was going to be it. Until. Until, okay. Later on in that day, the same day, April 29th, uh, the, inve- <laughs> the organizers of the festival denied the cancellation rumors or, and said, or denied the claims of cancellation and said that the festival is still going to be put on. Uh, Woodstock 50 in a statement, uh, a statement from Woodstock 50 said to the Poskipi Journal. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's P-O-U-G-H, Keepsy. P-O-U-G-H. And that's just English I cannot pronounce, so I'm not going to attempt. All right, all right. Woodstock 50, quote, vehemently denies the festival's cancellation and legal remedy will be sought. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so again, as previously stated, they ended up mentioning that and the founders and investors in the company have all been like, no, no, it's, it's still going on. And Michael Lang, the promoter and driving force of Woodstock 50 has also come out and said that the festival is still going on, that they are for sure going forward. They do not have the... (laughs) Saying in terms of Dentsu so Aegis Network. I'm so confused right now. They do not have, <laughs> in a statement, in an interview shortly after Dentsu Aegis Network ended up coming on out and being like, oh, hey, it's canceled. In terms of the company, Mike Lang said, they do not have the right to unilaterally cancel the festival. He also revealed that the festival's acts have already been paid in full and that the Woodstock 50 could be rescued if they secured another backer. According to the New York Times, several major music agents and acts booked for the gig said they have not received any notification of the cancellation. So, so let me get this right. Dentsu Agus Network yep. announced that Woodstock 50 was canceled, basically, in, in, in a press release. Mm-hmm. But, but the acts yes. and the, you know, their agents, I should say, who handle the artists, mm-hmm. have not received word from Woodstock 50 that it was canceled. Yes. So it's canceled. 
So in theory, but not. So in theory, it's not canceled because they also paid the artists in full already. Yeah, but tickets aren't on sale still, so no one knows. So these guys, these artists are basically paid. And and while we're on the topic of artists, let's go into some (laughs) of the artists for this festival, shall we? All right, come at me. So after all the delays and a location was finally announced, it was going to be in Watkins Glen, New York, which is a beautiful area at mm-hmm. that point. Also, uh, I like the name Watkins. <laughs> Watkins. I had a Spanish professor named Watkins, uh, Profit Watkins or whatever it was. Uh, it's been a while. Hi, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was going to take place August 16th through the 18th of 2019. It was supposed to take place this year. Day one, The Killers. Nice. Miley Cyrus. After the Killers? Santana. <laughs> the Lumineers. The Rankin Tours. What? And that's just the top billing. Wait, I haven't what? even dived into some of the deep cuts. Like, we got Run the Jewels and Fever 333 on the what same is go- day. What is going on? Uh, <laughs> a lot of fans were angry oh, I bet. about that. Especially with Woodstock being such a folk rock anti-establishment sort of thing uh-huh especially way back in the day and now yeah. you're celebrating with literally all of the establishment and then a few folk rock artists uh-huh. or just like politically motivated artists like i could see the fever 333 right now yeah. being on that lineup especially with their sort of like pro black pro black yeah. america message that they have going forward very heavily politic driven wait but if, especially okay. in the vein of like rage against the machine okay okay so the Killers, I could see with the killers, right? It's it's yeah. it's a give or take argument. Sure. Oh, don't even get me started on day two and three. Wait, we have worse. Oh, uh, so I don't know this first band. Uh, so feel free to attack me. Uh, Dead and Company is one of the first bands listed on there. Have you heard of them? No, me neither. I might have to look them up because they might be like a bit more of a folk. Maybe band. okay. So we'll give them uh, the benefit of the doubt. How about Chance the Rapper right after that? Huh. Chance the Rapper. What, uh, so so whatever artist that we never heard of. Followed by Black Keys. And uh, there was also Greta Van Fleet, Portugal the Man. Uh, what is this lineup? Margot Price, who is on the Third Man Records label, which is owned by Jack White. Yeah. Uh, very country artist, folk-ish style. Rival Sons is another one on there. Soccer Mommy. Uh, and more. A lot of these end in and more just to cover their tracks at this point. Third day, Jay-Z, <laughs> Imagine Dragons, Halsey, Cage the Elephant, and that's top billing. Earl Sweatshirt is also that day, Judah and the Lion, uh, we have Common, if you're familiar with the rapper Common, uh, Vince Staples is on that day, So, so Amigo the Devil. I feel like what I'm hearing right now is... Is it's an attack on two fronts. There's it is. controversy going in on whether or not the festival's actually happening and whether or not this is actually the real lineup. <laughs> because some of these just don't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> At all. It really doesn't, especially with the history of Woodstock yeah. itself. And now apparently the history of Woodstock 50 going forward. A lot of it doesn't seem to line up. And maybe that's what happens There's... when you do a festival that is a little is heavily focused on politically motivation political motivation and then sort of diving into a little bit of like hey we want you to come see our festival 
No, I mean that's that's what I feel. That's what I feel because like Imagine Dragons, seriously? Yeah, Imagine Dragons is barely rock, let alone let alone a politically motivated rock group. Come on. <laughs> it and hell, it's not even folk. Come on. They're not even folk. They're using okay, electronic well, okay. in there. So so going back, day one, Miley Cyrus was on there, right? Miley Cyrus was on there, yes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, I I mean I can see her. Doing like a cover, maybe, but mm-hmm. I can't think of anything that's in her arsenal that's folk. Yeah, me neither. Maybe like her last single before she got engaged, right? Yes. Yeah, with... I think like the last single before she got engaged might be almost. I there, don't know, but, but that's a stretch. I feel like I feel like you're just doing mainstream people with you know what's actually Woodstock yeah. is, and then you combine you you add it. Together and you divide it by two and then add a little bit. Yeah. Is what the lineup is. Exactly. That's so so on top of the entire chaos ensuing of the part one that we talked about, mm-hmm. now we got the lineup chaos and mm-hmm. that's it, right? Hal- Halsey has come on out and has like talked about while it's a very divisive lineup, and I think that was in her own quote on mm-hmm. Twitter, because nothing can be just a statement anymore it can only be on social media uh she said while it's very divisive i'm very honored to be a part of it which is a very good statement i don't think i've seen any other artists come on out and be like hey sorry (laughs) so 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 the organizers of the festival issued a statement saying quote we will of course be continuing we are committed to ensuring that the 50th anniversary of Woodstock is marked with a festival deserving of its iconic name and place in American history and culture. Although our financial partner is withdrawing, we will, of course, be continuing with the planning of the festival and intend to bring in new partners. So it sounds like Detsu Aegis Network has now backed out in a very confusing manner of Woodstock 50 I, by I, canceling the event when they might have just meant canceling their involvement. I think it's, yeah, I think their PR screwed up, basically. Yeah, they definitely screwed um, up. Because I was going to say, just because yeah. one major financial backer, in this case, the one of the major organizers, yeah. backed, up, backed out financially. Mm-hmm. If the artists are paid and if the primary group, which is looks like Solaire, yeah. I don't think they have the right. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a big contract guy, and if you're wrong, you know, you know, holler at me, and you know, you know, you know, you know. Yeah, we me, got some comments coming on. Uh, knock knock me out on here. Twitter or Facebook, but I don't think that's possible to do. Yeah. Like, but when it also comes to financial backing as well, you have to consider that, especially if they're a major backer, you're losing a ton of cash right up front mm-hmm. to the point where you might as well just cancel the festival. But and again, I'm not saying they should. And again, because we both know about Woodstock and be, yeah. all, 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 all that, we could probably go on for another, you know, half an hour. Yeah. Which unfortunately we don't have the time for. But so, but as of right now, then we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap right? it up. But let's just put it this way. Let's just put it this yeah. way. Get involved with us. Social media: Twitter, Facebook yeah. at the Chant underscore WDVM on Twitter, Facebook.com slash the Chant dot WDVM. Let yeah. us know what do you think about Woodstock fifty? Is it happening? Is it not happening? Yeah. A and then B. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, because as of 10.30 on April 29th here, Eastern Daylight Time, because apparently I've learned that's different than standard. 
Uh, okay, okay. Neither the official Woodstock website, website nor its social media platforms have relayed any news about the 50th anniversary festival status, which has just added to more confusion at this point. So if you keep following us on The Chant here with at the chant underscore WDBM. And yeah, I just the threw the Twitter and Facebook out there like WDBM. three seconds ago. I know. But... I'm, I'm doing it again. Okay. You know, okay. short attention spans happen. Okay. So basically, you're saying you're saying <laughs> you're going to give them an update. I'm saying that if anything happens with this, literally anything that would confirm or deny the festival happening, we will keep you updated. There we go. There we or go. Or if you just want better artists on there, we'll try to keep you updated. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll so, figure out how to use like, uh, Photoshop or whatever. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Try to fix that up a little bit, doctor. <laughs> so anyways, from Woodstock. From Woodstock to Hidden Wood. We got Tigers, baby. <laughs> the Detroit Tigers baseball I season. I'm so sorry you had to hear that train. Goodness <laughs> that gracious. Train wreck. Goodness gracious. So let's go back in time a little bit, shall we? Let's. Last Friday, Tigers had a three-game series against the White Sox. White Sox won. The series, I should say, the the White Sox will win the series regardless. But the game on uh, what was this? The game on Sunday, I believe, did get uh no Saturday did get postponed due to weather. It was like pouring out there, uh, windy out there, gusty out. It was ridiculous out there. But on Friday, the White Sox won twelve to eleven. Daniel Norris did start five innings under his belt. Allowed 10 hits, 4 errors, 2 walks, and 5 strikeouts. A rough night for Norris, if you ask me for myself. Um, and then on Sunday, Matt Boy started out, pitched 6 innings of 5 hits, 2 uh, two runs scored, a walk, and 9 Ooh. strikeouts. So that's a, that's basically Matt Boy that I've been seeing recently. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to leave it there because I could talk about Matt Boyd longer, but I'm just going to leave it that way. Yeah, uh, happens. I'm, Yes, I, I'm 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 pretty pumped uh, uh, about uh, Boyd. Yeah, Boyd's got some power to him at this point, man. He does, he does, and um, and I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty satisfied right now with Matt Boyd. Um, it's just as long as he Me just keeps. Too. Sounds uh, like now, he'll be a really good player going forward. Here. Now moving on to the current series that's going on at the time of the recording: Philadelphia Phillies, and you know the Tigers are playing against each other. Yesterday, the Tigers beat the Phillies three to one. Uh, this is a two-game series they'll be playing later. Where we're recording right now on uh, Wednesday, May first, um, at Philly seven oh five p.m. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the Tigers and the Phillies are playing. I don't know what else I was going to try to say because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was always going to try to say. Daniel Norris will be back on the mound, uh, starting for uh the Tigers. Aaron Nola for the Phillies. Ooh, two and oh five point six eight ERA with thirty two strikeouts under his belt for the season. Norris again one and oh three point nine three ERA fifteen strikeouts. So this should be a pretty good, interesting matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you got the errors fluctuating a little bit, but the strikeout with Nola, he 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 does have the better strikeout percentage. Yeah, he does. Doesn't uh, he? What's the what's the differential on the just total, between both of them? The number wise, just if we go if you go from pure numbers, if you go from pure numbers on the season, Nola has thirty two strikeouts, Norris has fifteen, but that's just pure numbers. Oh wow, so that's like um, more than double that. Correct, but. Um, so that that'll be an interesting matchup. I'm 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 gonna you know assume Aaron Nola is gonna be aggressive on the plate again. We'll yeah. see if the Tigers can respond. Now, with that being said, uh, the Tigers have been on a pretty good roll, twelve and thirteen on the season so far, going into again the a Wednesday May first game, seven oh five p.m. first pitch, yeah. uh, Eastern Daytime for that one. Um, and then I want to just you know touch into the 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 Royals 
the Kansas City Royals visiting Detroit yeah, over KCR. the weekend. Um, obviously, big rivalry. Yeah. Obviously, good <laughs> ones here. Um, and for me, th- this 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 trio. I mean, I'm going to the game on May fourth. Yeah. Um, you know, to catch May, May the fourth be with you, folks. We made that joke already, um, didn't we? <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh goodness. But um, but 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 with, but with this one, if we look at the probable pitchers for both companies here, we got. George Lopez up against Matt Boyd on Friday. On Saturday, we got Homer Bailey for Royals and Tigers. Still nothing. Still trying to figure out that lineup yeah. after things got uh, screwed up a little bit, uh, you know, with the injuries and all that yeah. fun jazz going on. The injuries and all the behind-the-scenes stuff with all the yep. shuffling around. But, There's got to be a ton of stuff happening back there. But Brad Keller expected to start on Sunday for uh, – or. Yeah, it's gonna be Lopez, Bailey, and Keller respectively. So it'll be jo- uh, George Lopez, Homer Bailey, and Brad Keller respectively on the three uh, three game weekend. Now the Royals are ten and twenty on the season. I've been a little bit struggling if you if I say so myself. Yeah. Um, Tigers thirteen and fourteen. Um, I think for for me right now, especially for the Tigers, uh, one of the biggest things, uh, you know, recently was when Jacoby Jones was reactivated after um, his in, uh, reassignment for Triple uh, A Toledo. Yeah, uh, was. Uh, finished and Matuk returned to Triple A Toledo, um, and Jacoby came back. With Jacoby Jones, the biggest thing with him is he's an, he's an average or even you know arguably a little bit less than average hitter per se, but he's a great def- defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Matuk was average at best. So with Jacoby Jones coming back, uh, the the Tigers have you know obviously a better look. I'm a, um and they they have been doing you know better successfully even if the white Sox lost i mean the tigers just lost 12 to 11 on friday yeah and, and that's really got to be what you count c- there correct. at that point all those mini successes no matter what ends up happening with uh correct Jacoby and, and all so them. far i think you know rock garden hiring company they've been doing a pretty solid job they're right riding around the 500 rate right now which i mean when you're trying to rebuild a program that's what you want to do you know yeah. first to get that 500 before you're worried about excuse me anything else yeah now what I do want to dive into today, though, okay. away from the Tigers, is Casey Mize. Casey Mize. Casey Mize got recently upgraded to double-A Erie Seawolves, then moved on to hit a no-hitter Oh, his first game with the Seawolves. Oh, gosh. So, um, yeah, that's Casey <laughs> Mize. I am pumped up for Casey Mize to come into play because, again, he was the number one overall draft last year. Um. And just kind of working his way up. What I think, and I know I've talked to a lot of other Impact Sports guys here, uh, including Luke Sloan and Alex McCray and a lot of bunch of other people, they believe that Heels could be making the AAA Toledo. I agree with them. I think we'll be at AAA yeah. Toledo. And Luke Sloan believes that he's going to start off the season with uh, in spring training with them. Probably what I believe it's going to happen too. Um, expect Casey Mice to be up there next year. But we're taking a look with Spencer Turnbull, you know, now in the lineup, right? Matt Boyd doing solid right now in the lineup. And you add Casey Mize to uh, that danger zone. Yep. I think that's going to be a pretty solid starting group. I think Ron Gardenhire is solid and, you know, excited about what yeah. this team could go through. A solid um, foundation with a very sharp point with Casey Mize yes. coming on in. And, you know, there's a reason why he's still getting attention. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, in Detroit especially. But, I mean, still, with Casey Mize, I coming in to double A and then immediately throwing a no hitter just shows how dominant he was. Yeah. And, he, and how dominant he is. I mean, he, you know, he's a, he's a strikeout specialist. 
Mm. Uh, you know, he could get guys swinging, and he's just sh- shown it occur. Um, you know, on the on, on the field so far. Now, I hope he doesn't lose that mojo if he makes it to the majors here. I I don't think so with how he's been playing. But obviously, when you get to the majors, you got the, you got to get the jitters out and everything. Yeah, uh, get but the I think out, I, but I you're think you're facing pros that have been in that game for so, a couple years more here at that point. Not saying Mays probably hasn't been doing some baseball training off to the side here for his own amount of time here. But you start putting in the time and the effort into the majors, and you go up against guys who have a ton of experience in the majors. The performance difficulty might end up shifting a little bit to where. It might not be a no hitter, but maybe like one or two hits, giving him the benefit of the doubt there, because you have a lot of power behind Maze there, especially Mize, with, yeah, Casey uh, Mize. Mize. My bad, Maze. <laughs> Throwing that one off, but uh, you have a lot of power coming in with Mize here, and that my my hope is that he just keeps that up and going, because you don't want to throw away all the momentum. The Tigers are betting a bunch of money in Casey Mize, yeah. and I. When when he got drafted, and when I started, you know, yeah. dabbling a little bit, following him a little bit, I just saw the same thing. He kept playing well, and he, you know, from when he went to rookie, he just kind of kept bumping up quickly. Yeah. When you see that progress occur in a pitcher like this, that's a top prospect in the farm system for the Tigers organization. Yeah, and he's it's a great. very safe bet, especially he for is. Tigers putting that much amount of money on him. Um, Now... Now, so so, so that was my 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 entire KC, my my talk, um, and and everything. Thank you for coming to my my talk. <laughs> my, 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 oh goodness! Thank you for um, coming to my my talk. Uh, <laughs> my my talk, yeah, but um, the style of a TED talk. But 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 I think I think you know for for the, I think for the Tigers, I think for the Tigers, you're gonna see a positive growth from here. Now, I'm not yeah. the biggest, you know, folks. I'm not the biggest baseball guy, per se. You know, compared to soccer or Formula One and I kind of went back and forth if I wanted to talk about the Champions League and, you know, a bunch of rule proposals. They're apparently proposing a little bit of sidebar here, but uh, UEFA Champions League is proposing right now if um, they want to do relegations for the first time. Oh. Yes, because right now there is no such thing as relegation in the UEFA Champions League. You just kind of get in, you qualify for the league and then for the Champions League, and then you play in the Champions League for the UEFA Champions Trophy, yeah. which is the best team in Europe, right? Club team in Europe for the yeah. year. But they're talking about if relegation may especially get those lower tier levels from those lower tier leagues to want to, you know, take it more seriously, per se. You know, instead of focusing on just their league play, because if they're not going to, you know, if they don't even have a chance against, like, you know, the top tier games we're talking about, you know, Man City, PSG, um, you know, all those guys who qualify, then why try, right? Yeah. So they're talking about that, that story. That. But um, it that kind of wraps back into actually I lost my train of thought there. Oh no. <laughs> I did a sidebar on UEFA and now I lost my train of thought there. Well I don't know what I was gonna talk about. I was trying to wrap it back into baseball somehow. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's it's been one of those types of yeah. days. Well but again we're gonna blame that all on just a final we're gonna blame that on finals and me not getting enough sleep and just a bunch of other there stuff. There we go. There was folks I promise you there's something that I wanted to <laughs> say there there's something that i wanted to say there but overall detroit tigers i'm excited for this you know they're in the midst of the rebuild um ron garden hire is the right fit right manager you're seeing it from the tigers you see especially from the pitching crew mm-hmm. especially from the pitching crew 
Um, I think they're doing much better on the mound. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And shit, just one last thing about one last Tigers thing. Shane Green. We, we got to start, you know, talking about if the Tigers are going to trade him. Okay. For a good round pick in a good young to medi- uh young to mid age player. I was gonna say meaty sounds like a weird word to start <laughs> describing that. Or one. if they're gonna resign Shane Green. And it's a back and forth argument. Because your one argument is Shane Green's old. He's yeah. age, which which makes sense. Old so, relative to like baseball players. Well age, when it right? when it when it when it come yes. Because Shane Green's thirty years old right now. So oh, yeah. That's... I mean he he's he has a little bit of his prime left, but you know, sooner or later, he's not, you know, right now he's drilling it for the Tigers. Don't get me wrong. He is the closer and killing it. Yeah. But <laughs> he's got you got to think long-term, as, as an organization rebuilding long-term, do you use Shane Green to trade some good talent for him? Or do you re-sign him and not worry about your closer as you also have Jimenez in the back pocket, which he doesn't do as well Yeah, as Shane Green? But he has proven himself that he can't close. Not consistent, <laughs> but he can close. Yeah. And what the Tigers need right now, for sure, at least from my perspective, is a consistency. Yes. So got- Shane Green right now, this season especially, is consistent Yeah. when it comes to closing. How long they can ensure that consistency? That's a different is question. Can- Correct. Especially because he's 30 on. and be- especially because he's hitting essentially what you can say uh, the old age slash, you know, veteran, quote unquote, um, you know, age level, right? Yeah. So if teams want him, they're going to be looking in that way. So that's something to keep an eye on. Here's what I personally believe. I personally believe that the right thing to do is trade away Shane Green. And the reason why I say that is because obviously I know it was the different, man, you know, man, managerial tutorial crew and everything. But back when you had, you know, uh, back when you traded away Justin Verlander, back when you traded away Ian Kinsler, stuff like that. The idea behind that was you get the younger prospects because, yes, you were doing well, kind of well, I should say, yeah. during that time, but you got to, re- you know, you're like, okay, we got to rebuild, right? Now, that was obviously during the Brad Osmus era, but with Ron Gardenhire's era, with, you know, what he came into, I still think that Gardy is going to trade Shane Green for probably a really nice high draft pick. Yeah. So. And it seems like that would be probably the safer Correct. bet too, especially Correct. with like you were talking about. And with you want to get you want to get a couple young guys and maybe double A or triple A. Yeah, getting a good draft pick right now, especially in the midst of a rebuild here, is really well, good. I They're mean, working well, I mean, on getting that uh, that five hundred there back again. But the consistency has well, to. Move well, when you trade Shane Green, he gives you the options of trading for who do you want. Yeah, and again, do you put your bet on Jimenez or do you put you're bet on getting a different closer, and I say you get a different closer and you keep Jimenez as a re- relief pitcher. And when he when it comes his time to resign, which I don't know how many how much I think it's either this year or next year, I believe. Um, yeah, I was, I was again. Do you resign him year. or do you release him? Because he's not going to give you too much or, or anything if you trade him away. Yeah. So, um, so again, going back, yeah, that's something I'm interested to keep an eye on. It could go both ways. I think the Tigers are going to trade him, but it can go both ways. Um, with that being said, again, the Tigers action continues this weekend and literally all season long as we are smack dab in the middle of baseball 
season. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Later on uh, Wednesday, May 1st, again, Tigers at Philly, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on Fox Sports Detroit. And then the Royals visit the Tigers Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 7.10 p.m., 4.10 p.m., 1.10 p.m., respectively. But Beautiful. Justin's tired. Uh, I no, got, you're I tired. Got, <laughs> I got a bunch of stuff to do before, you know, uh, I study for finals, and I got yeah. a pack, dude. Yeah, no, I, I got a pack as well, man. I got, I got, a, well, I got one more final in my books. And then I'm out. I got to pack, dude. I got to pack and get the heck and boogie out of here. But So if that wasn't a great transition, uh, this is where we're going to wrap up this the show. Is, exactly. Uh, real quickly, though, I just do want to throw out that the, the social media handle one last time. Even the offseason, you can catch up. Haha, <laughs> offseason. <laughs> you can catch us on Twitter at the chain underscore WDBM. Yeah. Um, by the way, Justin LaBelle officially runs our social media right now. Hi. It's uh, me. <laughs> so uh, most of the stuff is yeah. from Justin, FYI. That's why you started seeing a lot of memes now on the posts, especially when we start going live. Needed a little bit of flavor to it. So yeah. today's was the crow of judgment. <laughs> so <laughs> especially that's that. judging us for canceling over this summer here. But we will be back. We yes, will we be will. Back and uh, also in full force next semester. And Facebook again, Facebook Live, Facebook.com slash the chant dot WDBM, not underscore, but dot WDBM. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll keep you guys updated. We'll be back in the fall. This is a full swing thing. Uh, eight episodes we had in the spring. Pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, and not to mention, we started, like, what, halfway through at that point? Because uh, yeah. you consider a full 16-week yeah, sure. semester so we were, there. So, so we what? started halfway. So it was a half semester. Po- That's not bad. That's half not bad. Half semester and next, uh, next fall semester here, we are going to be back full force bringing you all 16 guys weeks. guys it's football season i am so pumped. <laughs> it's not yet <laughs> no but in the fall i'm just i'm just looking for i mean technically it started with the draft and everything yeah that's fair that's fair but baseball season hasn't even wrapped up yet yeah i mean i could have talked about nfl draft stuff but uh, Heck, i barely it- knew hockey didn't wrap up yet Huh? What? Ho- hockey apparently lasts forever. They had the Stanley well, no. Cup playoffs. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you got the playoffs going on, basketball playoffs going. You, you got all the stuff going on. But see, I'm excited for the fall because football's back, and I miss football. And yeah. then when football and we ends, have our good old MSU Spartans coming on back in that. Oh, right? let's go! I'm excited <laughs> for this year. Um, and afterwards, you know, I get depressed, but then quickly realize basketball season's back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Rocket Watts coming into town. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. When, Cassius Winston has another season too. Cassius right? Winston will be staying. Nick Ward will be. Uh, he has declared for the draft. Oh, so awesome. Nick Ward will be leaving Michigan State. Cassius Winston will be remaining here. Well, good on Nick Ward then for the draft there. So I wish him the best on that. Well, well it's it's it'll be interesting what happens with Nick Ward in the draft, yeah. uh, especially with the injury he suffered, you know, late in the season. Um, and in, because Xavier Tillman stepped up, the less time Nick yeah. Ward got in the late, you know, later half. But that's can you that tell a- we're gonna miss this? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna miss this podcast a lot. But folks, again, you can just keep us uh, keep us updated on Twitter and yeah. Facebook. Uh, Justin, have a great summer. Yeah, you too, man. Everyone- we got to do our shameless plugs though. Nah, yeah, nah. we do. All right, fine. Go ahead, Justin. Absolutely. So I have one more show coming up this Friday here before I. Take my summer off here. It'll be Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. You can hear me on the Impact during those times. Uh, Over the summer, I won't be having any of the shows, but I will be back over the fall semester at the same time. Uh, I have a concert on May 4th 
<laughs> as well uh, <laughs> around like 6 or 7 p.m. I forget when doors open specifically, but it's at the Maidstone Theater in Ypsilanti. You can catch my band there. We'll be the opener. So uh, please don't let us be lonely. <laughs> um, and uh, on top of that, yeah, um, I suppose now's a better time than any to let you in on my socials here you can find me on facebook uh you can find me on twitter with at the underscore musical nerd uh we would i talk a lot of just bs on there at that <laughs> point it's a lot of like i think recently i was like all right we'll keep that for the twitter no, we'll keep that for we'll keep that for your <laughs> yeah twitter we'll keep stuff. that for the twitter and uh yeah everywhere else uh you can just catch me following the band and following on other social media platforms i'm Pretty much on end for everything that's relevant. So, and for myself, the car this is, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no. I, who else is this? Is someone walking? <laughs> and, and, and for myself, my Twitter's at hikarukudo one h i k a r u k u d o one. A bunch of sports stuff on there for the most part. Uh, but yeah, so some fun stuff going on. Uh, I'll be I'll be covering some uh, high school soccer, girls soccer. A little bit of high school softball, a little bit of high school baseball in the, you know, in, in starting next week as I head back home for the next month and a half. So stay tuned for that if you folks are interested into any prep sports yeah. in uh, in the KLA in the state of Michigan. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, that I mean, that's what I really do. The Green and White Report will be continuing on. Uh, the normal crew will actually all be out. The regular crew will all be out for the summer. Oh, wow. Ryan Rabinowitz actually lives back in Novi with me, where my hometown is Novi, Michigan. Uh, so Ryan Rabinowitz and I will be back home in Novi. Uh, and Julia Mitchell is from uh, St. Louis, so he'll be flying over back over there. Uh, Kyle Turk, who was on earlier, uh, I know he's off now, but Kyle Turk, who was uh, listening in early on Facebook Live, appreciate it, Turk. Uh, I'm going to miss you a lot. Um, shout out to all of our seniors for the sports team, uh, Kyle Turk and Joey Ellis yeah. and Andy Chimura. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah, congratulations and graduating. Thank you very much for everything that you've done for Impact and everything you've done for myself, uh, especially Turk and Joey. Um, everything you've done for me and just helped me out, supporting me, and you know, making sure that I improve every single uh, day. Um, Green and White Park, again, continue on. Kyle Turk, Joe Dandrin, both uh, direct, uh, sports directors here, should be running that thing over the summer. It will be going on still Sundays 11 8. Um, again, the chant will be taking a summer hi- hiatus officially. We will announce on yeah. social media once again when we come back. Uh, expect it to be on Wednesdays again. Yeah. Expect it to be on Wednesdays again because it, it works. Uh, we could give you sports and music updates at that time. Wednesdays works very well. <laughs> yes. So, um, and uh, I think my Wednesdays work pretty well next semester yeah. too. I got, I got, or I got to check the, my schedule. But, folks, <laughs> finally, have a great summer. Yeah. Please stay safe. From everyone here at Impact, please stay safe. Uh, have a great summer. Congratulations, folks, for getting through another semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in high school, um, congratulations on getting through another year. And even college guys, you know, if you're graduating. Congratulations on getting through and just wait. Yes. <laughs> college guys, uh, college guys and gals, uh, congratulations for getting through whatever year you may be. And if you did graduate, congratulations, folks. Uh, everyone here at WDBM is very proud of you. As a Spartan, we yes. hope you do some great things out in the world and change the world and show the world why Spartans are the best kind of people out there. Amen. Amen Thank indeed. you for that Spartan yes. sermon. Um, I, I feel inspired. Guys, now. I'm going to miss you guys a lot. Yeah. Um, We're going to miss you. I'm going to miss Impact a lot. I'm going to miss Justin LaBelle a lot. Um, You're not that far away from me. No, maybe I'll come visit you. Yeah, but, exactly. You but say but hi that'll do it. My mom loves you. <laughs> okay, uh, I will come visit, uh, um, Mrs. LaBelle. Please make me um, your your 
famous homemade something dish. I don't care what it is. As long as it's homemade and as long as you consider it famous, I'll make it. I will be over whenever. I'll come over to. She's got a lot of good stuff. You don't have to narrow that down. I will come over. We'll <laughs> hang out. We can, you know, do a barbecue. It'll be a lot of fun. Play board games. <laughs> but, folks, unfortunately, we got to get back to our real lives here. Yep. Thank you very much for tuning in. I will miss you guys all. Thank you so this much. This has been episode eight. What's, what's up with Woodstock 50? I think that was fitting. <laughs> That's pretty much fitting. Justin LaBelle, Hikari Kudo, you have been yourself, we have been us, and you, you have, have been, been listening, listening to The Chance. You have been listening to The Chant, an Impact exclusive brought to you by WDBM East Lansing. For all of your music and sports news, visit impact89fm.org.